Hello and uh, welcome to another podcast of the series Private Lessons from the Avengers. In uh, this series of podcasts, I decided to talk about job and, and particularly how we can be happy in our job or in our career. It's important. It's important to be happy in what we do. We spend most of the time at work, and so it, it's just a favor that we do to ourselves to do something that we enjoy. So in order to talk about this topic, I decided to use the Ryasek model developed by John Holland. And also, in order to make the discussion a little more intriguing, a little more interesting, I decided to use the Avengers to kind of explain some of the concept. Why the Avengers? Because the Avengers, at least from the first movie, they're six. And the Ryasek model presents six vocational types. According to John Holland, there are six different personality or vocational types. And each one of these six relates better with certain kind of jobs. So when there is a match of personality with the job and with the environment, there is a big opportunity to have happiness. It makes sense. No? It makes total sense. You do something that you like, you enjoy what you, where you are at, you enjoy the people you're hanging out with, you're happy. If you don't, you're not happy. It's, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And yet, so many people go through life and hate their job. They dread their Monday and they can't wait for Friday. Now, I'm not saying that this is bad. Of course, when it comes Friday, everybody is happy to have the freedom uh, during the weekend. But really, to dread your job, it's not good. It's not good for the health. It's not good for your health. It's not good for the health of people around you. That has to stay around somebody that is grumpy all the time. So that's why it's important to try to find something that we like to do. And, you know, in times like this one, like right now we are a little bit tested because this COVID-19 is unfortunately causing many jobs to be terminated in, in some ways. And it's devastating. I know that it's devastating. I, I found myself a few times without a job and it's not fun. It's not fun at all. It's, uh, it's it, it destroys you emotionally. It makes you feel you're not worth it. But there's also silver lining because it's opportunity to go look for something that you want to do. It's an opportunity to change direction. And if you had a job that you didn't like, now is the time to probably try to make it happen in a direction that you enjoy. So a, a discussion about happiness at work is very timely. So uh, according to the Ryasek model, just a quick, uh, a quick recap of what I said on podcast one of the series. According, there are, according to John Holland, there are six vocational types. The realistic, the investigative, the artistic, the social, the enterprising, and the conventional. In the last podcast, we talked a little bit about the realistic. And I went, after briefly 
discussed, I went in the community, like Nick Fury, like Nick Fury is the, the guy that puts the Avengers together. And I went and I tried to look for somebody that embodies those characteristics of the realistic. And I tried to look for Iron Man. In fact, knowing that I was looking for Iron Man, it made it easier for me to find somebody in the, in the community that had the characteristic of the realistic. And it worked well. I did the same for the second type, the investigative. Now, the investigative, according to the theory, is um, yeah, the investigative type is, like, is somebody that likes exploration and activities that require understanding of facts and the ability to make predictions. These individuals value the acquirement of knowledge but don't score very high in persuasive people skills and activities that require salesmanship. They perceive themselves as intelligent, but they're a little bit weak in social skills. So that's the definition of that uh, particular vocational type. So with that, I went around I, and I looked for the Hulk and I found him. I found him in one of the local TV station. Actually, Bruce Banner sits across from Tony Stark, the Iron Man that I talked about last week. He sits close to a, a huge green screen, a screen that is green because, the, as you know, the camera doesn't pick up the green. So, um, it's easy to replace that screen with uh, weather maps or other graphics according to what the needs are. So, think of it. When Bruce Banner, in the movies, becomes excited, he becomes green and huge. He becomes the Hulk. And as a Hulk, not only is super strong, very powerful, but also he can jump miles. When it, with a leap, he can cover miles, just with a single leap. So, in the same way, our Bruce Banner, when he gets excited about his topic, he steps in front of this green screen, and he becomes super powerful there. He can reach thousands of people, and he can warn them against uh, the approach of uh, storm systems or, or uh, other weather events. And, and he can do that. It, it becomes super powerful because many people will hear it miles and miles and miles. No? But when he's off air, Bruce is tall. He's a gentle, quiet man who loves science and learning. Bruce is a weatherman. When I talked to him, he said that his job is to provide forecast and talk about anything science related. He loves doing that. Also, of course, because he's on TV, Bruce is a, a local celebrity. But that, in his view, is the least important part of the job. In fact, he told me, being a celebrity can be fun, but it's probably toward the end of the list of things I like about my job which is kind of going in line with the characteristic of the investigative, who doesn't want to be really the center of attention. He's not like a social person. He's not like somebody who wants to be 
you know, uh, charismatic or, 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 it's just somebody that likes science. It's just somebody who likes learning. In fact, what Bruce likes of his job is the opportunity to study and research and share that knowledge over there. He told me, when I get to talk about solar flares or eclipses, that's the dessert to my job. So uh, during the interview, I asked him to share a little bit the story of how he got involved with television. And he told me that he never really thought about going in becoming a TV person. When he was a meteorology student, his goal was actually to become a forecaster for the National Weather Service. But during his senior year, uh, he attended a lecture by a local TV meteorologist and he decided to explore the possibility of putting his skills to work for a television station. He also started to take communication classes. And one of the classes that he took was a seminar called News Break. That was a course that was reserved for communication majors, which allowed students to put together their news stories during the week and air them over the weekend on a local channel. Uh, Bruce was able to persuade the instructor of that class to let him in. I went to the professor, he said, and, and I told him, I am a meteorologist, I'm not a communication major, can I do the weather for you? Now, he was lucky, because as it turns out, the professor was actually looking for to do a, a weather uh, segment in occasion of the oncoming BYU versus University of Utah football game. So he said to Bruce, okay, you just do the forecast, the weather forecast, and let's see how it goes. Well, Bruce did an excellent job at that. And so he earned the right to be part of the class and, and do more of those forecasts and also gain valuable experience about being behind the camera. And then when graduation came, uh, the National Weather Services was not hiring due to a freeze of the hiring process. So Bruce had to scrape that goal of working for that particular organization. But fortunately, the experience that he had gained with television broadcast and a few connections he had made, that he had made with people in that industry uh, kind of propelled him toward a career in TV broadcast. That's significant that he was able to kind of turn his career in a certain direction and he had the courage and the boldness to ask the teacher to do something that was a little bit out of the conventional and he went after it. Uh, he went after that that opportunity and what counts he was ready for that opportunity so when he came he performed well and that opened a lot of roads in front of him in fact speaking about opening of the roads Bruce told me I don't know if you want to get spiritual I mean that's what he said I mean God has a hand in our lives and he is in the details of our lives and I really think that his hand was in my career path. So it makes sense. To that I may add this. That in Italy we have a saying. We say, aiutati che Dio ti aiuta. Meaning, help yourself and God will help you. So this is basically what uh, Bruce did. He 
it worked hard. It was ready when the opportunity came. It took the risk and you and, and, and made it. It started his career. He became a celebrity. So that's what we can learn from him, that we have to be proactive. We have to do things to, uh, we cannot wait for, uh, for things to happen on, by their own, on their own. We have to be, we have to create our own luck. So I think the Bruce story shows that we have to be really proactive and step out of our comfort zone to allow this invisible hand of God to accompany us in our path. And when we do, things start to work. It may take a while, but then things go their way, especially if we apply ourselves. And it makes a big difference. I'm telling you, to do a job that you like makes a huge difference in your life. All right, so I hope this was helpful or maybe insightful in some way. And the next time we are going to interview the Black Widow, which is the artistic type. All right, thank you for listening. And until the next time, stay safe.